0: Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tester of RussellZone.com, joined by John Clark tonight. John, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Raw tonight. Raw tonight was something else uh John, we were talking before the show. Yeah, you're gesturing like it was a roller coaster, and that it was. I mean, we saw some weird stuff tonight, and we are gonna get into it. Let me tell you. But before we do, just to remind you all of this show. Like everything we do here, also is available on any number of streaming platforms: SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So make sure to leave a like, subscribe. We appreciate you. So, John, we'll start with one of the less the less interesting things, just to get out of the way. The main event: Braun and Bobby Lashley. I do want to credit WWE here because I was more surprised than I should have been that they the WWE acknowledged the guy, the fact that these two guys had a feud back in 2019 because that is so logical that you wouldn't expect w to do it i was like they, they never do they never do this thing they like they're, they all usually pretend like oh we've never seen this before even though we have so they actually showed you know video packages of these two guys uh feuding from 2019 if you remember they had the the, the last man standing match they had like the the spot where the stage blew up this was all during the paul Heyman era um yep. and i remember that like this was uh early in, yeah, just I don't know. It sticks out in my mind. It's like it's one of the the highlights. Yeah, the... that
1: was like the second or third week when Hannah was in charge because that's when Graves dropped the S word live on air and everybody lost their mind. Yep. Remember that?
0: I do. So I, I was very, very pleasantly surprised that they actually did acknowledge the fact that this, this was a thing <laughs> that, that they weren't pretending this was anything uh, necessarily like uncharted territory or anything so we got to see these two guys face off uh with we got this with a coin flip at the start of the show they they announced that uh before the show they they said that Lashley would face either McIntyre or uh Strowman they flipped a coin and Strowman won and I've never been more excited about a coin flip because I was like oh because I I didn't want to see another Lashley and McIntyre match even though we're going to get one next week but at least this week we got something a little different and I enjoyed it you know Big old house fight, physical, you know, Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley doing their thing. Um, Lashley won, as you, as you might hope, uh, admittedly, with a little unintentional interference from Drew McIntyre. Of course, Drew ended the night standing tall. So, you know, kind of setting him up as the the hot hand here in a little bit. But, John, tonight, or I should say uh, today, you dropped your first edition of the Universal Power Rankings, and you had Braun Strowman ranked above Drew McIntyre. I'm looking at it right now. You've got Braun Strowman, number five, Drew McIntyre, number six. And based on what we've seen in recent weeks, that makes sense. Drew has been kind of hampered down by his little feud with uh, the former Retribution guys here. Uh, but what are you thinking about, the? I guess I'll say, this mix of Lashley, Strowman, and McIntyre coming out tonight? Because obviously, you have Lashley at number one, or sorry, number two, number one yeah. among all of Raw superstars. But where are you kind of thinking about it coming out, of, not to spoil next week's rankings, but kind of coming off sure. of your initial rankings versus what we're seeing tonight?
1: Yeah, so uh, Bobby Lashley, he continues to look like a pretty dominant force, uh, obviously that they, they, they do as much as they can to protect everybody. But at the same time, Lashley is the champion. He looks like the champion and he's been being booked like the champion, uh, multiple segments. Again, uh, a main event match again, coming out on top again, all that very good for Lashley. Uh, you know, Braun Strowman kind of, you know, I mean, he obviously being in the main event ever, ever, uh, since WrestleMania, he's been booked as a main event guy. Uh, to me, tonight, he kind of lost a little bit of momentum. Obviously, you know, losing. Uh, Drew has this weird thing going on where, like, he's, like, hinting that he might be a heel, but he's not a heel. So it's like, uh, I mean, out of these three guys, you, you try to think, like, is the stronger babyface here supposed to be Stroman or McIntyre? It's hard for me to determine that right now. But uh, McIntyre definitely stated his, case, stated his case tonight to jump over Braun Strowman and uh, initially that's that's where I would lean right now Uh, but uh, as I was going to say here you know Lashley still has to get through basically McIntyre two more times now to retain this title Raw and then the pay-per-view so that's going to be very interesting to see what happens but uh, coming out of tonight if I had to rank those three in terms of momentum and and even maybe the favorite like the odds to win I would probably put you know Lashley first, McIntyre second, and Strowman third. But going into tonight, I would have probably had Strowman probably second. Uh, Lashley's just been winning again and again and again. And obviously the champion typically does, but there are moments where a champion will look weak and have those weak moments. Uh, I mean, Roman is Roman Reigns is by far the best in the business. And there's been times where Cesaro has kind of pushed his buttons to make you kind of believe that maybe he's the next guy. I haven't gotten that implication here with uh, Ray- with the uh, Lashley, McIntyre, and Strowman. Uh, I still, at this point, completely believe that Lashley will retain in a couple weeks. Uh, I don't know where you stand on that right now, as far as who you think your favorite is. But the general the general consensus seems to be Lashley's the favorite. What do you think?
0: I would agree at this point. Um... Although uh, we've talked about some of these other matches, uh, the other champions here, um, you know, so you're, you're saying that like the, the way the champions are booked a lot of time though, they look weak. Thankfully the world champions seem to be kind of an exception to that Roman Reigns, especially, but in some ways, yes, yeah, Cesaro has kind of uh, gotten the upper hand here and there, or is here. Uh, we lastly just beat Braun Strowman admittedly with a, with a, you could put an asterisk there because of the uh, McIntyre's kind of unintentional interference, but a pin's a pin. So, you know, that's something. And I would say, like you said, uh definitely some lost momentum there for Braun Strowman um, but like kind of that's an equivalent to the WrestleMania triple threat. You could easily see if they're having Braun Strowman eat a pin here. You could easily see uh, Drew McIntyre pinning him at WrestleMania Backlash if that's the way they want to go. But I would definitely at this point expect to see Bobby Lashley uh, keep the title because that seems to be the, you, the direction of leaning.
1: You but... have to think. You have to think if Lashley is going to lose the title, he's not going to be the one that gets pinned or submitted in this match.
0: No, that's not, uh, that's not. I'd I'd would be stunned. There, that you're gonna keep yeah. that that for a one on one thing down the road, not a triple threat match like this. And when you but, have someone else, someone else there.
1: As far as the match itself goes, and the segments that these guys were in throughout the night, I mean, I wouldn't say it was extraordinarily better than anything we've seen in recent weeks. However, it, things are trending upwards a little bit again, uh, not just with this main program here. But generally, with the show, as far as the commentary goes tonight, it was a lot better than the past couple weeks. Uh, it was Vert, better. Vert, Graves, and Saxton, and that's all you can ask for. They're getting better. Uh, it just seems like they're flowing a little better. And I was really happy to see that just because I, it I was getting worse and worse, but now it seems to be getting better. Let's hope it continues to go that way. Uh, back to your point about next week, we're going to have to deal with uh, Lashley and McIntyre again i'm not looking forward to it uh i i assume we're gonna get the same kind of thing we got tonight to end the show next week one of these guys is going to stand tall whoever that may be probably isn't going to win the match <laughs> i would assume stroman probably will get the upper hand next week and, and look look strong to end the show but i mean yeah. what do you, your immediate thought what do you think about us having to go through this one-on-one match again it'll be a good match that's not the problem but we have seen it wrestlemania we, we
0: and just in general it feels like these guys have been feeding for quite a while and then you date that back to wrestle uh, to backlash last year so it, it has been you know pretty pretty well established here this feud it's been running for a while it was kind of even before we got the the actual feud itself even when drew was feeding with Sheamus back in you know march or so they were still kind of in each other's you know uh gravitational pull if you will they're they're clearly kind of going in that direction to catch up on some of the comments here get in some mixed but n- uh mixed feelings about raw bit milligan saying gives raw 8.5 uh Michael Kent with a 5.5 and some you know uh Eddie Zahari saying Raw was better than last week with a 6.9. We'll give our ratings at the end of the show because there's a lot to talk about. Uh but yeah I I definitely think um It'll be a good match for next week when we see Drew and Bobby face off again, but I'm not really excited about it because we have seen it so much. uh But yeah, I, I guess we can start to kind of focus on some other things here because, you know, we'll 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 see what happens. I, I think John, you're spot on when you think that Braun's probably going to stand tall next week. He's probably not going to win the WrestleMania Backlash, but just to put that little seed of doubt in, the, or the you know, to, the proverbial seed of doubt, even if we're sitting here saying, oh, if even if Braun stands tall, there's no way he's going to win. Just to make it look like, oh, he might. That's probably, that would be my prediction at this point, just like you said. Uh, so, so, John, we saw a couple seemingly, I'm not going to say attempts to fix Monday Night Raw tonight, but we saw some attempts to do things differently. And and one of those was the return of Eva Marie. Eva Marie, this had been reported months ago, and then nothing happened. This that We got with the report that she was uh, in Tampa or, or in the performance center. She was there. She, she was coming back. No, no known date no known uh, plans just that the, the, she, they she was getting brought back and now I got this this video package or there was the, this vignette saying the evo- evolution is coming that she's back um now I'm gonna admit that you know eve Marie i I don't remember her very much like I just I don't know like it's just, it's been years and she's done many other things and I I remember I didn't really like her at the time I know she obviously had a lot of success on Total Divas but I know she's a very divisive figure um I know that she can bring a lot of I don't know if star power is the right word but a lot of brand awareness i guess might be the better description but we're seeing some some enthusiasm dj cassier saying evolution is coming back future woman's champion can't wait for her return so there's at least one person excited about it um but no that's that was one of the big takeaways of the night that even Eva marie is coming back uh a friend of the show nando saying Eva wasn't worth Eva, uh, Eva wasn't worth remembering um but john what, what do you think about this this was one of the big talk points tonight for better or for worse people were Going off about it on Twitter. So, what's the you?
1: I think it's interesting. I think a lot of people have in her mind there that end of her last WWE run where she had violated the wellness policy and then had a thirty day suspension. And then uh, shortly after the suspension was over, it was officially revealed that she wouldn't be returning to Total Divas. Which that that was even before that she had announced that she wasn't going to resign. But her story at that point was. Basically, kind of yeah. like what The Miz does sometimes, where she was faking injuries or circumstances on TV to avoid being in matches. Uh, she was supposed to have a match at SummerSlam, was replaced by Nikki Bella. Uh, those really, the end of her career is one thing I remember. Uh, I know that she had a run in NXT there for a little bit because her in ring work wasn't very good. She really was kind of like a jobber for the most part. She, I mean, it's just. She reminds me of like Enzo because Enzo was a really good talker and a really good public figure. But when it came to like in the ring and his status on the roster, he wasn't really like a main eventer. This is what she reminds me of. She's not that main event talent, but she's a big name that draws attention. And that's why people went crazy tonight. And people were very upset because obviously they just released quite a few people, few of them were uh, female superstars. And then you get the news of uh, Eva Marie returning, but like like me and you were talking about earlier, this has been like, adver- not not advertised, but it's been spec- in the works. It's yeah. been speculated for a couple months now. Some people thought maybe she'd come to NXT. Uh, I never thought she'd go to NXT because she wasn't, you know, she left when she was on the main roster, so that's where she's going to be. You know, interesting. You know, Luke commenting says so she's like Jillian Hall was. I mean, that's also, I mean, a fairly good representation, but, uh, we, from what we understand, she's been working on her in-ring skills, so that's something to pay attention to. The, the bigger question besides just her that she's coming back is I'd like to get your opinion on what do you think she's going to do?
0: I mean, if we're looking at the title picture right now, obviously it's pretty crowded when you have Ray Ripley, Charlotte Flair, and Asuka, we'll talk about that in a bit, but, otherwise maybe she feuds with Mandy Rose I, I can see some kind of something there <laughs> I don't know like I said I don't re- like remember very much so like I and they're going with this evolution thing Um if Becky Lynch was there I'd say like maybe there's something about the you know the woman's evolution and everything I, I just don't know like or or if, if, if Sasha Banks or Bailey or if, uh, substitute Becky for one of the other four horsemen like there, it feels like there's something there was she's you know playing off of this uh, evolution thing um, I just don't know uh, I don't see her necessarily uh, you know fit forming a tag team and going after Jackson Baszler Maybe there's something with Lana. I mean, there there are options. This is true. Raw has a pretty good woman's roster, but I just don't know what her best usage is at this point. I'm I'm curious. Uh, I know that again, like I said, for better or worse, people are talking about this. It is pretty, uh, you know, buzzworthy. Again, for, for better or worse, for good or good or bad, uh, I just don't know. Do you do? You, see her having a you know easily defined role or or like obviously they have a plan for you would think
1: yeah i think there's obviously something that's like officially in the works for her but at this point i I really don't have any accurate even estimate on what it could be uh but i mean it's good to see her back it's good to see somebody that you know is kind of a, a bigger name returning so, you know, people are going to complain, obviously, right now. Let's just, you know, see if she can prove him wrong. But, hey, you know, uh, like DJ said here, Becky Lynch versus Eva Marie. Uh, I would assume Becky Lynch is probably the next female we're going to see come back at some point. So, I mean, that, that would be interesting. And it's all, it's also uh, to note that Eva Marie does look like she's going to be in all red again, you know, all red. Uh, and then I've heard people, you know, talking about Alexa Bliss how she said that, you know, Lily likes red, likes, you know, kind of a play on words. Do we see that coming together? Be interesting, Maybe. Something. Uh, and I guess this is just kind of segue there. We did see...
0: Uh... Some kind of development here with Lily and uh, Sonia Deville. Sonia Deville was wearing a red suit. Now, of course, red for Raw, but I don't know. The suit, the suit looked a little devilish, and and we got this little hint that once once Sonia Deville was backstage, she was talking to Adam Pearce, and some eagle-eyed viewers noticed that Lily was in the background. And when Alexa Bliss cut a promo saying that Lily has her eyes on someone, she didn't say who, but it, you know, the, c- clearly teasing that Lily is. Uh, potentially ha- that she has her hooks on some in somebody and I don't know like I-, I tweeted today that or tonight that you know I'm this close to getting up on this Lexi Bliss thing but now this this tease that somehow like Lily might be corrupting Sonya Deville or-, or something I that- that's kind of cool so there's there might be something there I'm willing to give that a shot uh we've talked about it before i like this idea of this power struggle between adam pierce and Sonia deville and that that took another step tonight Sonia deville made a power play by uh putting charge flair into the raw woman's title match for WrestleMania backlash just like the the wwe title match i think that match is better for that so we don't see ray ripley versus Asuka again um i i'm on i'm on board with this and i i'm hopeful that this this Sonia deville uh Lily thing could be something. What what do you think about this kind of branching storyline here between the the woman's title match and the what we might be getting with Lily here?
1: Uh it's very interesting because there are so many directions that this could be going in and at this point it's almost like let's hope they don't screw it up kind of a thought, you know, where you're hoping that whatever they do they can make it look good and make it work. Uh I mean, do you have an ideal path you would like to see this go? For Sonia, I mean, I think if
0: they can like kind of really build this up here, I don't know what the end game would be. And unfortunately there there have been reports that nobody knew what the end game, what the end game was for the uh Randy Orton Bray Wyatt thing in the first place. But if there's if there is kind of this ultimate goal here, I like the idea that, you know, uh Lily might be kind of really corrupting uh Sonderville kind of something to that effect and like i don't know if that's how they turn her like into you know, this full-fledged heel like power player i think that it might be something kind of interesting leaning on like again corruption and i don't know power power corrupting obviously the you know the little the trope there but there's, there's it feels like there's something there and i, I like the idea of that uh and the, the, there are other things they could do with lily i mean i've seen some speculation that she could be nikki cross or like there might be something there i don't know about that but dj dj Kessier wondering uh if we might get at an actual character of lily uh like i said maybe nikki, maybe it's nikki cross maybe it's somebody else um i don't know i, I i'm hopeful i mean i've i've I'm, i've gotten this close to giving up on this storyline but i'm i'm intrigued if, if they kind of keep going with this I, I like this idea that uh lily might have her like i said i like the the description having your hooks in it I just think there's something kind of compelling there. That's a, it, could be a nice way to kind of salvage this mess that we've seen uh, after months of Bray and Alexa and things that at one point seemed really exciting that ultimately didn't really go anywhere. But I'm hopeful. What, what, what do you think
1: there's a real good like end game for this,
0: or, or are you excited about it? Or what do you think?
1: I mean, I think at some point Alexa has to be a regular competitor again and mix in those segments with her in-ring action. I mean, when Bray Wyatt was doing this, he really was only wrestling at pay-per-views, and then the rest of his time was spent as segments just trying to build up matches for pay-per-views. I think Alexa needs to be a regular wrestler on Raw, uh, whoever that may be against, but just kind of get built up and built up and, and... tease something in the end run, whether that be Sonia, whether that be, you know, Nikki Cross or Eva Marie or whatever it may be, just have a end goal in mind that you're working towards and not just going out there a week by week and throwing stuff together. That's, that's the hope, right? That, that these things aren't thrown together. They are, that there are plans.
0: Um to, I thought there was a plan to something tonight and I was wrong, or at least in the immediate short term, because we saw that Mansoor got called up to raw, uh monsoor with a 49 match winning streak my gosh the the biggest thing since goldberg showing up on raw 49 match winning streak between nxt 205 live uh he was at he he won various matches at the uh it was crown jewel and uh super showdown all these things uh 49 matches this guy hadn't lost in like almost two years bring him up? they bring him up to raw he immediately uh confronts she- gets confronted by sheamus uh the united states champion and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, are they going to have Mansoor when it's 50th match and beat Sheamus for the U.S. title here? Nope. They had Humberto Carrillo run in and attack Sheamus. Therefore, Sheamus won this match uh, with uh, Mansoor here. So the 49 match winning streak is over. You can tell me that he didn't get pinned, but that's a loss. That is a loss in the record books. And I can't believe they did Mansoor like that. They just threw away this 49 match winning streak for nothing.
1: First, I got first. Let me ask you this because I'm not actually sure. Was this was this a title match or was this just a regular match? It was this
0: was a regular match? I believe Seamus made it clear okay. it was not for the title.
1: Okay. So, but nevertheless, like you saw me tweeted, uh he lost. He lost. The streak is over. There was people on there saying, you know, it doesn't count. The streak is still intact. No, he lost. Humberto screwed him and you could clearly tell by this match that WWE doesn't care about the freak anymore. However, however, I'm a businessman. And people know they watch this show that I'm a businessman, okay? And he's money. Now, he's maybe not be money to you and he might not be money to me, but he is money to millions of people that me and you are never going to see, never going to care about, but these people do care and he's money. In case you didn't hear me again, he is money. I don't care how old he is. I don't care how good he is. I don't care how well-known he is. If somebody cares about him that has a lot of money, he's going to be relevant and he's going to be featured on the show. If you don't he's like it... to rock it up the power rankings, John. If he would have won, he probably would have entered the list, but he's not entering the list this week. There's a spoiler for you. However, um, you know, and you guys can say all you want, blood money, this, that, whatever... But look, the point is, when you get a 200 million dollars, you can call Vince and you can pay him to do what you want to do. They're going to do what they want to do, and WWE's listening. And then we we saw a couple weeks ago it's not out of the cards yet that they go to Saudi Arabia for a show this year. Now Monsor is on Raw. He's not just going to show up and beat Dolph Ziggler or Cesaro on a one night thing with no buildup. You know, I think he's going to be. At the very least, he'll be on main event regularly. That's where, right now, we got Ricochet and Ali. They're kind of the main players of the main event show right now, with like Gulak, Akira Tozawa, those guys. I think Mansoor will fit in there well for now, but I do think he will appear on Raw pretty regularly, and I think he'll get his first program sooner rather than later. I don't think that'll be with Sheamus. Uh, I clearly think we're going to get Humberto and Sheamus for a title match at some point soon, but, hey... If Sheamus wins, Monsoor might be next. He very well could be next for a title match right off the bat. Uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, kind of this, he kind of jumped NXT. He was on NXT, but he was only really ever in dark matches and live events. He was never actually like on TV. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? Kind of, I don't want to say skipping the line, but let's say just making the jump to the main roster, like just like that. Uh, obviously he's been wrestling a lot behind the scenes. But I mean, what do you think? Do you think this is fueled by money or to make people happy? Do you think he, that he was ready? I mean, I know you're nodding your head. Yes, that's clearly <laughs> what it probably is. But what are your thoughts on this? I mean,
0: it's it's definitely motivated by money and international interests. Uh, and again, even if we don't see another Saudi Arabia show this year, there's still very much, you know, that... that, that Eight that years contract. of the contract. Yeah. yeah so whenever it may be uh that is in the cards uh so yeah and i i think it makes a lot of sense that they're kind of uh, preparing themselves for that next show so that he's on raw so they can have this featured story so it's not just this one-off match i do like this comment from friendless Nando saying he likes mansoor uh he's decent as a wrestler he has potential i was pleasantly surprised when he faced i was i guess both his matches with uh cesaro and Dolph ziggler at the Saudi Arabia shows. Of, uh, it surprised me. I thought it was pretty darn good. At least, you know,
1: for someone I had never seen before. I was like, all right, this guy's... It, it's proof that if they want to make somebody look good, they have that ability to do so. WWE can make somebody look good and have a good match. And that might be good or bad for some people. Some people think it's good because, hey, you know, they can take somebody like Mansoor, who's relatively new, and they can have a good match. But then you have people that are saying... You know why is Angel Garza shoving a rose up Drew Gulak's behind? He should be doing more stuff. Do you get what? Do you get the comparison there? I do. There, I do. Some people often think they're not trying.
0: They're trying. Uh, they're they're trying. Something they could try. I like this comment from Sean Aikoff, Put Mansoor in a tag team with Mustafa Ali. We've seen a couple comments suggesting that. I think there's something there. I, I think, although I we've seen with some other tag teams, I'm worried they kind of lean too much into the...
1: Well, and ultimately this comment from Michael Kent, where he says, Mansoor will be on a main event and be forgotten. I mean, ultimately, I do think that's probably what will happen. And then he will become a relevant player like two months before a Saudi show, and he'll get his big match, likely probably win. And then after that, maybe he'll stay hot another month or two but then he'll go away again. I mean, that's just how it's going to be. Uh, I mean, and I, and I don't want to compare him to any legends by any means, and I'm not doing that. But we see we see similar stuff with, say, Edge, where he'll show up at WrestleMania time, then he'll have his match, and then he'll be gone. He'll be forgotten about, and he'll show up probably in June or July and build up to SummerSlam. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has their role, uh, but... Uh, I don't want people to, that are watching, or you know, even watching just Raw, thinking that, oh, great, now you know Vince is going to make him the WWE champion next month. I don't think that's where they're heading. Uh, but uh, you know, like Luke says, Man- Mansoor versus Goldberg the next show. Uh, uh, I don't think that's what they're going to do. But I do think that he'll probably be relevant around that time of the year, which is what normally October, right when they Usually, go to yeah, Saudi. At this point. So let's see what they do.
0: I mean, I, I do know he's been working some main event shows already that kind of just to see what he's got, see, make sure he's kind of good to go in that sense. Um, and yeah, it's not quite you, John, you, you, this is what you kind of hinted. It's not right to say he skipped the line, but he did definitely take a different approach where he didn't do NXT for like two years on TV. He was working dark matches. Then he was doing 205 live. He has been doing 205 live for a while. Now he's been on main event. Now he's on raw. Um, it is interesting when you look at like guys like you know Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, all these guys that have been in NXT for years, and like whether or not they want to, they want to stay there. I'm just saying there are plenty of people in NXT that you would think would be ready to go now, and they're, that they're still on NXT. It, and, it's something interesting.
1: And the circumstances are so different because usually, like for example, when they tried this with Humberto, there was a live crowd at the time, and he just was never getting any reactions. People just really didn't care. With Mansoor, obviously, there's there's no live crowd. Uh, they can kind of try to mold this however they want to. I mean, obviously, he's a baby face. Uh, they can pump in the crowd noise, hype him up on Twitter, and, and they're just going to probably pray that, you know, if, if they do try to do something with him, when live crowds come back, I mean, personally, I worry he's not going to get that reaction. I mean, I would argue he might possibly get booed. Uh, and, but they're going to try their best to you know make him a name that i mean he's already named people know and that says something in itself when when you say mansoor you know who that is you know what he why he's there what he does and the value he brings to the company uh but you know when an outsider might hear a a, a different name like maybe akira tozawa or something that he's not on tv a lot and somebody's like you know I'm not really familiar with him too much, but Mansoor, you know, I know he's the Saudi Arabia guy. He wins matches, you know, he brings in money. It's a business decision, it's fueled by money, it's fueled by business. The fans know that. That's why they always talk about it. And I think arguably that's why he gets a lot of flack. I think a lot of people don't like him because they know, you know, Saudi Arabia wants him and Vince is, you know, falling for it. And I don't think that's fair for Monsor because I think even Monsor probably knows himself that's you know he's getting these opportunities, but I think what's important is he's making the most out of it.
0: He is, and it, it is definitely a tough spot to be in when like you're you're trying to chase your dream, you get this great spot, but there is that kind of you know pretty clear like reasoning to it. It is kind of bittersweet. In it's that like sense. a black
1: cloud over your head in you know, in a way. Yeah,
0: I, I like that that analogy and some some comments here wondering some more potential uses uh uses for, for Mansoor. Raul Taker Sanchez wondering if he could be good in a tag team with uh Humberto Carrillo, even though we get we saw them at odds tonight, at least a little bit. Uh they could be this quick and fast tag team, you know, high flying style. I think that could be kind of fun. Uh I like this the comment from Eddie Zahari, like you're saying, John, it's not necessarily fair to judge him based on uh what we've seen so far, but he's saying uh, he's a good wrestler, but he's not, has not been given time to prove himself as a character where he has been in these very limited spots on the Saudi Arabia shows on 205 live. So for the main audience, yeah, we, a lot of us don't really know what this guy brings to the table and, as a character.
1: Yes. And I like the comment by Herman that says we need Jinder Mahal back. Uh, this is kind of a similar situation, you know, Jinder, uh, even though he's technically a Canadian, uh, he fuels the Indian market. Uh, They really wanted to turn their attention to the Indian market at that time. Uh, So they were thinking of ideas and the top one was, Hey, let's make gender the WWE champion. Now look, it worked because, you know, even though when he first won it, everybody was like, this is crazy. This is a jobber. He worked for that. And he worked very hard during that title reign. And to the point now where people like Herman are saying, we need gender back. People know him now and want to see him come back. I mean, he's interesting, And he could have really good programs with people like Drew McIntyre, who he has history with.
0: Yeah. And I I think that's something a lot of people have wanted to see and it very well might be in the cards at some point. I know he's been recovering from an injury. I think now he's healthy, so he's seemingly good to go. But I haven't really seen anything there. Maybe after... This this three way feud uh, with Braun and Bobby Lashley that could be something down the road, but as DJ is saying, don't hinder the gender. I'm sure he'll be back sooner or later because because what you're saying, John, but, they, he does definitely have that value as well, much like Mansoor. But I like this comment as well, saying Mansoor has some uh, DJ saying Mansoor has some bad bunny to him, Put him with Damian Priest. Speaking of Damian Priest, uh, Damian Priest beat John Morrison tonight. Uh, we're still getting this this Miz and uh, Damian Priest feud. It's coming. Oh, I
1: thought you were going to say The Miz and John Morrison. Because that's I was. coming. It's I was. coming.
0: I, we got this, like, hint tonight that The Miz and Morrison might be splitting up because Miz inadvertently cost Morrison the match. He distracted the referee, and Morrison seemed like he had the match won right at that moment. And while Miz comforted Morrison after the match, you know, it, it very well might be time to break these guys apart and I think see what they can is. do on their own. Do, yeah. you, do you think it is? I mean, it's weird because... Yeah, they've they always the been team. together <laughs> Well, that. And then obviously we have seen them feed before, but, you know, since Morrison came back, they've been together. Um, But it feels like while they were the tag team champions at one point, this for months, it, it feels like they haven't been really utilized as this actual tag team. They've been like a pairing, but not like, and they've, they've wrestled it in tag team matches. It, it just doesn't feel like they've been used to their most potential or it, they have been known as one of the best tag teams in, in w Ever. in years you know in a, you know in a long time and i just yeah i guess it might be time I, to b- breaking up because that's because they haven't been used right i think that there's something yes. there's something fair to that
1: and i think it's safe to assume now that morrison is going to be in the company for the long haul obviously with his wife now in the company with a newly signed contract uh i i'm I rest better knowing that Morrison and the Miz could split up and it's not going to be just Morrison leaving. I'm not worried about the Miz is never leaving. The Miz <laughs> is a lifer. He's, he's just like Randy Orton. He's a lifer. Um, so I think, uh, the best path for me, and this is obvious is that the Miz would turn on Morrison because the Miz is going to be the heel. Morrison's going to be the face. They should have a pay-per-view match. I don't think they can drag this out to SummerSlam, but this could be a good main event type, like a higher mid-card match for like, uh, I think Extreme Rolls is the pay-per-view before SummerSlam. Like there, it could be an Extreme Rolls match, something like that. Uh, Obviously, Maurice has been working her way slowly back into the fold. So I think they're kind of preparing for Maurice to kind of be like a manager for the Miz moving forward. I mean, obviously, uh, we've seen the episodes of Ms. and Mrs. Maurice is finally done having kids. So, I mean, she's at that point where she could be coming back, maybe not to compete, but as a manager, you know, full time. Uh, Morrison, and I see some comments saying, you know, take Morrison to NXT. Uh, I don't think that's the play for Morrison. I think what is the play for Morrison is to go to, say, SmackDown, a different brand where he can be a singles guy. Uh, he would have really good feuds. You know, someone like Apollo Cruz, who's that mid-card champion. Morrison would be very interesting with him. Uh, but there, the tag division on Raw has moved up enough to the point where you can now afford to split up a team like Miz and Morrison. Uh, and this would be a good pay-per-view match. Uh, but what what do you think as far as, like, like I I, I threw around the idea of an Extreme Rules match, obviously an Extreme Rules uh, maybe you would think this should be SummerSlam. Uh, but firstly, do you agree that this would be a pay-per-view caliber feud slash match?
0: Yeah, it's got so much history there, and we haven't seen them feud since... What, 2011? 20, so, yeah, 2012,
1: 2011, around there. Something like that.
0: So obviously it's been a long time, so it, it would not be this retread or, or repetitive kind of thing where we have even more history to, to to go off of so totally yeah do it like they'd be so they'd be silly not to and and like it is a hard thing split up a team if you're going to split up a team like this you know split split these two give them a storyline give them a match it is definitely worth a pay-per-view spot it's going to be a good match because they obviously know each other they're friends they have that <laughs> uh, so they should have pretty good pretty good chemistry in the ring together we've seen it before um And yeah, we saw that we saw this when Morrison left the company years ago. So it'd be kind of a nice, kind of full circle thing here, especially assuming that neither man, neither guy is leaving. So I do think that would definitely be very good. And I've been hoping to see this for a while now. Um, because I mean, we have seen Morrison has been kind of stuck in the the Ms. Shadow for quite a while now. So definitely, I think he deserves a chance to do his own thing and i I definitely i'm looking forward to seeing that i think he's got a lot of potential even now even though you know he is getting older here uh definitely a guy that has a lot of potential i'm looking forward to that someone else has a lot of potential is cedric alexander and he broke up with sheldon benjamin tonight he basically said you know you're done and this team is done you know i'm done i'm done trying to like save your career it was pretty harsh like these these guys well first of all these guys had a tag team match john where both teams got job entrances as in they did not get entrances on on the show itself it was during the commercial and then the match started during the commercial so you come back the match is underway and you're like wow clearly they really don't care about this but then we did get this post match this post match angle after lucha house party beat uh alexander benjamin in the match that Really didn't matter, um. And then Cedric said, "You know, I'm done with you. Like, we got kicked out of the Hurt business, but you know, we deserved it. Like, look, look at us—we've been losing. Uh, and he, I'm gonna go my own way." And then Sheldon saved face by saying, "Like, hey, you know, uh, Cedric's his own man; he can do what he wants. But you know, I'm the reason he was in the Hurt business in the first place. I thought this was pretty cool—a a cool way to kind of break up a team here. Um. But yes, yeah, so the Hurt business is is done, and that is a crying shame because. A couple short months ago, this group was on top of the world, and it was going places, and now it's done. And I just think that is terrible. I'm very, very disappointed about that. What what do you think about this, John? And as Herman DeKar is saying, the WWE definitely dropped the ball on the Hurt Business.
1: Yeah, I guess I would agree that they did. They had a good run, but it probably could have been longer. Uh, I was very impressed with Shelton's promo after, though. He cut a very good promo about how, look, I've lasted this long, and I've been here to see people like Cedric that don't last that long. And that speaks, you know, something about Shelton. And, I mean, he was gone for a while, but he did come back. Uh, I hope, you know, these two probably won't get as big of a payoff as Miz and Morrison will, but they certainly deserve at least a a good match on Raw. Uh, I don't see them getting a pay-per-view match. uh, Unfortunately, Um this leads me to think that Cedric's time is probably coming to an end in the company. Uh, we have seen him being very verbal before about, you know, wanting opportunities, uh, especially, you know, last year when uh, ACH was going through that kind of stuff that he was go the bad blood stuff. Um, and then you know, said so that's when Cedric was very outspoken about, you know, look, give me opportunities or stop wasting my time. And that's eerily similar to what Peyton Royce said on raw talk just two months before she was released as well. Um, unless he is okay with going back to two Oh five live slim chance, maybe NXT. Um, I just see him going back to main event. Unfortunately, same for Shelton. I'm assuming uh, it doesn't look good for either of these two after this. Uh, which is good. I mean, not good, but this is it's it's very sad to see in a way. But uh, what I was going to say, it's good. It's good to see that. It's good to see them have an opportunity to to see what they can do. Yeah. Will they will they capitalize on this or will it be another one of those things where, you know, we've seen with Ali, like with Ricochet, like with Angel Garza, where they're on Raw every week and all of a sudden they're gone.
0: Yeah, I, I tweeted about it. I was like, we, we got this split, and I, I thought, oh, I I hope this will be good for both guys, but I, I've got a bad feeling, you know, that even, at like, it feels like best-case scenario at this point. They're they're going to wrestle on main event, occasionally appear on Raw, and we're seeing some com- some comments saying Cedric should go to AEW. Uh, could happen, but, you know, especially if a guy like Shelton, I don't necessarily... We talked about this when the Herb Business broke up. Like, I don't see them... Uh, I don't know. And it, it is a shame. And it is very disappointing to see uh, two very talented guys getting used like this. Real, Real take your Sanchez saying Sheldon should be a world champion. Like long overdue. He was great back in the day. He had so much potential. He's still a great in ring worker. Uh, you yeah, know, I, I think we talked about it before. I think his world title days are behind him, unfortunately, in WWE at least. But he is very talented. And I I mean, we saw even in this little promo tonight, he, he delivered it very well. It was a good promo. Um, I just, yeah, you know, I don't necessarily see the, the future being kind to his career as a WWE superstar. Like I, whether it's main event or or even worse, sitting in catering. I just you know, based on what we've seen in the past, I, I got a bad feeling. That's that's where this is heading. Uh, again, despite just a short time ago, her business was doing great things, and uh, that is definitely disappointing. But something that wasn't disappointing, I've been I've been I've been holding off. John, tonight we saw a a WWE main event match on Raw before the third hour even started. It was Drew Gulak versus uh, Angel Garza. And then before the match uh, in in a backstage thing, we saw Angel Garza basically say he threatened to, like, shove the rose up Gulak's behind. And then he did. And I was (laughs) stunned. I was like, "I, I can't believe he said that. And then uh, like, I, I could get behind the fact he said it, but then he did it. And if you, well, I was texting in the group chat, like as this was happening, uh, like he he won the match uh, and he pinned Gulak and then he got the rose and I was like, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. Right. And then like, I thought I was going to like, you know, put it w- up under his face or something. And then I was like, oh no, he's going to do it. Oh, he did it. He put the rose down the guy's pants and then he like backed up and kicked it up there. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, what? What are we watching? This is, this is, I mean, it's different. It got it like caught me off guard. And yeah, Michael Kent saying that's Vince humor and poor Drew Gulak. Um, I was flabbergasted by this. I was like, I did not expect to see this on, on Monday night
1: tonight. I don't know about you. There's not really much to say about this other than the fact that Why? (laughs) Um, this is, this was obviously random out of the blue. I I mean, have they been feuding on main event or something? Like, I I just don't understand. Uh, Garza has been on on raw quite a bit recently, uh, mostly teasing this relationship with Nia Jax. Uh, and then Gulak has really not been doing anything ever since Daniel Bryan persuaded him to re-sign with the company, which he's probably completely regretting right now. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I don't have anything to say as far as what the point was or what this, what, what happens next. I I, I don't understand.
0: <laughs> no, it was, it was wild. I was just like, I can't believe this is, this is on raw tonight. Like this is their idea of like trying to do something different. Again, it was different, but like, <sighs> Wow. And yeah, friends of Fernando saying it's a, the humor of a bygone era. And that does uh, seem to be kind of the Vince McMahon humor. Again, some support for the idea of putting Humberto and Angel Garza in a tag team. That is definitely something that we've seen. Uh, flow- I've seen that floated around a lot where th- people think they'd be a great team. They're cousins. Obviously, they, it seems like they'd be good together. Shawn Aikoff saying Angel Garza is being wasted. But yeah, he's being wasted, but he got on TV tonight. So that's that's something. Uh, DJ Cassie saying Gulak is too much talent, he's being wasted. He deserves better, too. Both of these guys deserve better. Real Taker Sanchez saying he, he could be a future, at, at least, intercontinental champion. So, but well, this is all we got for both guys. And then this tournament to car saying, Yeah, Nia Jax is still a champion. And let's talk about that a little bit. So, we did see Charlotte get out of the woman's title match here. Uh, she beat Dana Brooke pretty decisively. Uh, and we also saw a woman's tag team title match between. Uh, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Lana and Naomi. Uh, Lana and Naomi lost this one pretty decisively, uh, so we're still getting more of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. I've got to imagine that Tamina and Natalia will take the titles, probably at WrestleMania Backlash, but as DJ Cassidy is saying, the woman killed it tonight, and yeah, they, they, I, this was, they were good they, they, we got DeVille and uh, Charlotte Flair we got the tag title match we got Charlotte and, and Dana Brooke here and I can't believe I've blanked on this the, the, the Raw Tag Team Champions started the show AJ Styles and almost are back they supposedly they were partying, in, partying in, in Nigeria and now they're back so that's gr- that's good they, they were gone for weeks um, and now they're back they, I will say they, by kicking off the show with the Raw Tag Team Champions they made the titles feel a little more important uh, they they had this kind of confrontation with the New Day, and we got this WrestleMania rematch. I think I I noticed that almost looked much more comfortable. He he seemed to kind of I just noticed improvement. Like it was only the second match. He, I thought he looked a lot more, even more natural. Like I thought he impressed me in WrestleMania, and I thought he looked pretty pretty good uh, here. Where you know he's got this great presence. He's a monster. He's a huge guy. Uh, he, I thought he moved around better. He he even talked tonight. He was he, he cut he cut a little promo uh, against the New Day. Um, I was, I was thoroughly impressed just to kind of wrap it up here, but I thought this was good. I was glad these guys are back on the show. Uh, I definitely missed them because they are the raw tag team champions. So it was weird that they were gone for a while, but, uh, what are you thinking of, uh, of AJ and almost here, John?
1: Uh, glad they're back. Uh, they had been. Uh, slipping in my rankings. Uh, They did manage to stay in. They were at number 21 this week out of the top 25. Uh, Just because they hadn't been seen since WrestleMania, they were doing a little bit of promo work, though, on The Bump. Nice to see them back, though. Uh, I'll I'll wrap up my analysis with a lingering question for all the viewers and yourself. Uh, Just maybe uh, two months ago, let's say two months ago, maybe a month ago, Who would have thought that a potential tag team championship match upcoming would be AJ Styles and Omos versus Randy Orton and Riddle? Who would have thought that in the summer of 2021, that would be the tag program for the titles, which uh, obviously not official, but it seems that that is going to be what we're going to see this summer. What do you think? What are your thoughts about the potential of that? It's crazy. Like you said, two months ago would not have expected
0: that whatsoever. And, uh, almost kind of coming right in and getting the, the, the titles in this first match and looking pretty darn good in the second match tonight. Um, didn't, I didn't, foresee that happening i did not expect to see uh rk bro happening and i'm i'm enjoying it john you and i've talked about it pretty much every week i am not a fan of riddle but these guys have a fun energy like riddle was talking to randy backstage and he he came up he was like bro and randy was like i'm not your bro cracked me up i thought that was the funniest thing Like i just love the the complete like contrast of demeanor i I just love that uh you know it's the classic like uh goofy straight straight man contrast it's just I think it works. And I know it's Eric Bischoff is like highlighted as one of the things he's most excited about in all of wrestling right now. And it's getting a lot of, a lot of positive feedback from just fans and analysts alike. I think it's great. Uh, If this is where we're going, I I think Riddle and Orton are like the most threatening team to this title reign at this point. Um, And I I thought tonight, like at first it was like, Oh, I have no idea how, how anybody's going to be AJ Styles and almost you pin AJ and, that seems a pretty pretty easy way to get the titles off of them uh one last comment here just before we give our ratings uh, t-bar and mace were missing tonight we're talking about the tag division here uh and we're seeing you know cedric and sheldon broke up we saw lucha house party or the remnants of of lucha house party but t-bar and mace were absent after they were featured for a couple weeks not sure what's happening there don't really know uh Obviously, they don't they don't need to be on every week, but they were just kind of an entirely absent, conspicuous by their absence. And we also do have the Viking Raiders there as well in the tag division. So Raw's tag division is actually pretty darn good right now, at least in terms of they've got te- they've got some depth, and they've got a good number of interesting teams. So, um, yeah, I mean there there was there was a lot tonight that like I again flabbergasted might be the best word between. Uh, the the Angel Garza is a thing. And then we saw the Mansoor losing his 40, 49 match uh, winning streak for no reason, which just floored me. Uh, but Radio R- Dark A Bro was fun. Um, I, I like that. I thought I was glad we got Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley rather than uh, Bobby and Drew again, though we're getting that next week. Uh, i don't know like the, the fact is like we're sitting here you know f- 50 minutes there's there was a lot to talk about At the very least raw was interesting and more often than not it feels like a lot of time that's just not the case so at least tonight they've given us stuff to talk about and absolutely for that i'm thankful I I, I I ended the show i was like excited to talk about it where sometimes it's like oh it was three hours of boring or or you know the stuff we've seen before or a retread so tonight like I'll go for like a 6.5. I'm feeling pretty good, John. This is like not a bad raw. Yeah. I was had some weird stuff, but it's different stuff. And more often than not, I'm glad for, I'm glad to see that on raw. So I'm going to go for a 6.5 five. I'm maybe a little generous, but just the relief of having fun stuff to talk about. What do you think?
1: Uh, I certainly agree. And I would probably put it right there with you at a 6.5. Yeah, I'm going to put it right there with you, which is higher than we've been. I've been stuck in that 5.75 to 6 for a while. We're going to bump it up to a 6.5. I see a lot of people in the comments seem to agree.
0: DJ Castillo with an 8.5. So we're getting some, some people not as enthusiastic. Michael Kent saying the bad outweighed the good. That's fair. Eddie Zahari with a 6.9. 6.9 excuse me. Sean Aikoff with a 6. Michael Aikoff with a 5.5. Stephen Chambers with a 5. Laura Rock with a uh, 7.5. Uh, Herman DeCar with a 7. Pretty darn good. Herman Dakar. Sorry. Uh, Merle Taker Sanchez with a 7.5 as well. 6.2 from Nando. So, you know pretty darn good better than what we've been seeing um clearly like it felt to not, like tonight they're at least trying you know what from Eva Marie even the Angel Garza stuff they're, they're trying something uh and, and you know and and Mansoor as well like, they're, they're trying to do different things new things new people that we got to see Angel Garza and Drew Gul- Gulak on episode of Raw and uh, my first response is like oh this is a match we see on main event at least it was something different got these guys on raw you kind of you, you you use the roster you've got rather than you know running out the same people over and over again good i i thought that was this was you know better than what we have been seeing i'm hopeful that it might be more of not more of the same because so that's that's why i'm what I'm, I'm saying i like this week just more of that that effort more of that uh new stuff you know just keep trying new things because again more if not the big rhythm with raw is that it's just more of the same it's it's you know, repetitive and boring and blah blah blah. Tonight was not boring by cool. any means. And I think that is my biggest takeaway tonight. And that's why I enjoyed talking about it. So I thought it was this was a good for for Raw, especially in context was a good show. And I'm hopeful for next week. Uh but at the very least, a show like this was much needed after a couple rough weeks of Raw. So fingers crossed the next week will be uh in the same vein. So, watch we'll what happens. John, you and I will be back here tomorrow night for the NXT post show. Yes. Uh, NXT definitely in a, in a different sphere than Raw, uh, where you don't need to have a guy kicking a rose up someone's pants to have it be interesting. Um, NXT definitely in a, in a league of its own in that sense. But, uh, John and I will be back here for, for that tomorrow night. And the, the, Dynamite dynamic dudes of attitude do the, do the, uh, the AW coverage for all you AW fans. And as they also do the WCW rewritten for your fantasy booking needs, Robert D. Fleece and I do the SmackDown double down on Friday nights. We've constantly got great interviews coming to you guys, whether it's, uh, Bill Pritchard, we recently interviewed Nick, uh, Nick Aldis. Yeah. He interviewed Sin Cara. he's interviewed Paul white recently, Lots of great stuff coming to you guys. Uh, just make sure to leave, like, subscribe to all, all the audio platforms, whatever you may, whatever you want to use. Chances are we've got you covered. Leave a like, subscribe. We appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you for listening. And, you know, again, tonight was a weird show, but I enjoyed watching it because I enjoy wrestling. That's what we do here at WrestleZone. We enjoy wrestling above all else. And we thank you for listening. Make sure to tune in tomorrow. And uh, that's, that's it. Enjoy wrestling, everybody. Thank you later. for listening.